the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. We could talk Hurricane Sandy and the transportation emergency mess that's going on in New York City at this point in time. We could talk about rich people checking into homeless shelters in New York, which has got the homeless freaked out for obvious reasons. Um, Lots going on. Lots going on. We're in earnings season, sort of the telltale end of it, but we're also at the start of a new month. And the start of a new month means you get a lot of economic data from last month. So let's go through what we're seeing out there today and see if we can't make any heads or tails of any of this. Uh, First and foremost, let's take a look at the market numbers for the day. The S&P 500 up 10. The NASDAQ up 27. The Dow Jones Industrial Average up 140. Oil sits at $87 a barrel. Any number under 90, and honestly, it's going to help the U.S. consumer. So that's a plus. Again, this is a world of pluses and minuses. 10-year Treasury sits at 1.71%. It's looking like mortgage rates. What's going to push them to go lower? The fiscal cliff? Maybe. Europe is uh, not important today. Gold, not important in 1720 an ounce. Data points are showing a healing in the labor market. So it's a little bit of a case of overload. So let's slow it down. First day back from that weather-induced shutdown, U.S. markets. It was a nice day. A lot of emotion. And I know we're doing the show right now on the West Coast. And I know that many on the West Coast don't understand the East Coast, A, because they're afraid to go east of the Rockies, but also B, because they just don't experience that culture a lot. And it's a whole different culture. So the market chopped around yesterday. I think people would call it a success. You know, people are walking five, six, seven, eight miles to get to work in New York City at this point in time. For the month of October, the S P five hundred declined two percent. So you got to say, that's not so good, right? But, 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 wait, there's more. So a 2% down month of October for the S P 500 followed a 10% increase from the end of May to the end of September. The market was due for a period of consolidation. Although the October pullback coincided with a batch of relatively disappointing earnings reports that suggested the market had gotten ahead of itself as soon as we announced that QE3 trade. Look, QE3 basically is telling you that they should have thrown more. The Federal Reserve should have thrown more to stimulate the economy, more gasoline on the fire back in QE2 and get QE1. Dow component Pfizer beat the expectations by a penny. They issued guidance below expectations. I like Pfizer for the dividend. Pfizer fabricates pharmaceuticals. 3.5% dividend. Hey, that will match well with, say, 
like a Philip Morris or an Altria group at 5.5% or a Verizon at, whoops, let's pull these numbers up on the fly, um, at 4.6%. You blend those two, three together and maybe get 4% of an income strategy, which is hella better than what you're getting at banks. I know you're saying, have you ever used hella again? I, I, I may not be able to move forward. My legs are going to turn jello, and I'll change the station. ExxonMobil, they beat earnings expectations by 16 cents, but earnings were down 7% from a year-ago period. I like ExxonMobil. I like Visa. Visa had a 15% jump in revenue. Real good quarter. I still have one. I still have four Visas in my, co- in my wallet. As soon as I see people start carrying around square cards or cards that they trust every network retailer will be able to use, then I'm going to go that direction. Visa's at $141 a share right now. It's crazy expensive. It is crazy expensive. It's trading at 70 times next year's earnings. That's Wall Street is rewarding growth there because Visa doesn't exactly have a dividend right home about. It's less than 1%. China reported PMI data that was seemingly encouraging as its manufacturing tipped back into expansion mode, the contraction mode that it was in the prior month. Expansion good if you're an economist. And even if you're not, expansion good for whatever reasons that you want me to say. Um, China went through a period where they had a lot of growth going into the Olympics. Then they started to slow their growth. Just You can't keep up that kind of growth forever, 10% plus. And then they kind of got smart and wanted to protect their currency from inflation, their people from inflation. Now they're starting to say, you know what? We'll take inflation because we'd rather have inflation than people rioting in the streets. So there's not a, a big kick going on out there. Challenger job cuts. They showed a 41% increase in planned job cuts in October to 47,000. That's up from 12% from the year-ago period. That's the highest level since May. Initial claims for the weekend in October 27th declined by 9,000 to 363,000, which is simply more of the same. Claims have been between 350 and 400,000 for many, 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 many months and point to job growth that won't be sufficient to bring down the unemployment rate. Tomorrow we get the Labor Department's number on non-farm payrolls. Expectations are for the private sector to add about 130,000 jobs. What else do we have out there? Initial claims this week. See, again, first couple days of the month, pretty positive, pretty easy on us. So um, initial claims declined by 9,363,000. Okay. These are all good. You know, the, the job cuts showing 41% increase. Is got to get to be a little spooked. That's not good for the economy. You know, there's more. Crude oil inventory this morning coming out at 8 a.m. Pacific time. Auto and truck sales for October. They're going to be published throughout the day. So far, I saw Chrysler. Let's see, what did Chrysler actually say? I want to make sure I get the story right. Chrysler, an affiliate of Italy's Fiat. They said sales up about 10% from a year ago levels. Chrysler said it's the 31st consecutive year-to-year increase in its monthly sales. Four of the top five brands for them, Chrysler, Dodge, Ram Truck, and Fiat, saw sales gains in October. Jeep sales fell about 5%. Auto sales in the United States. Here's something that's interesting to note. U.S. manufacturing auto companies, they're using the calamity in Europe to say, you know what? Let's take a look at our business model in Europe. 
and it hasn't exactly been very successful. So you know what? We're going to shut down a lot of European factories. We're going to get this right. We want to make, you know, we want to have our, our manufacturing all working together. If we're going to sell five cars in Europe and ten cars in the United States, we want two to one in factories. So they're using the calamity as a, a way of getting in there and kind of breaking the unions and breaking some of the deals that they made. Um, Ford, they promoted CEO Mark Fields, not CEO. Mark Fields was promoted to chief operating officer from President of the Americas. He's going to succeed Alan Mulally. Alan Mulally came in from Bloomberg. He turned Ford around. He stabilized Ford. Now he's got to get out because he's getting old. He's 65-plus years old. So Fields, he's in his 50s. He's a 23-year veteran. He's eventually going to take over Ford, or he's going to eventually take over another automaker. Now, Mulally saying that he's going to stay through 2014 is good news if you own the debt of Ford, which I would prefer that you own the debt of automakers um, versus owning the stock. The debt, I think, is a very nice income play if you don't think there's going to be calamity. Speaking of calamity, Carl Icahn's taking a 10% plus stake in Netflix. He wants the company to sell themselves to Amazon. I don't think that's going to happen. I would not chase that takeover story. To get your calls on the air today, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Try to call in with a reasonably smart stock question or talk politics, whatever you want. I'm Rob Black. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. Stocks are rallying ahead of tomorrow's jobs report from... Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. There's a publicly traded company called Decker Outdoors, and they've risen, ridden the success of Ugg Boots for years and years and years. Profits were down 31% for Decker Outdoors, basically because women are no longer buying Ugg Boots. Company said it's going to slash prices, draw more interest back to the ugly boots. But even that's not guaranteed to help. Their image is that women who wear Ugg boots are sloppy. Something women wore with sweatpants. So Ugg started advertising in Vogue, trying to be more chic. The truth is, they kind of are ugly, and they do kind of look like what you would look on a woman wearing maybe juicy. Um, Tom Brady, as a spokesperson, trying to draw men into the stores. Uh, so far, that move was successful. Sales for the male contingent of Uggs doing very, very well. But I think the worst is yet to come for that company. I think uh, fashion is brutal. You have to, you know, short skirts, long skirts, fat heels, thin heels, tall heels, short heels, the right colors. Fashion is a tough way to invest. The S&P 500 is up 12, the NASDAQ up 33, the Dow Jones Industrial Average up 142. Let's welcome in CFP Chad Burton. Chad Burton with New Focus Financial. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. I know about growing assets. You know about managing assets. That's typically how we draw our line in the sand on how we're different. Uh, but how about protecting assets? That's probably going to fall into my side of the world a little bit more so than your side of the world. What's your thoughts on protecting assets from worst-case scenarios? Well, I mean, let's talk about just from the basic level, because we talk about, you know, my 357 plan on hedging income for protecting assets in retirement and to be able to draw on your portfolio forever. But 
let's just go back for a minute and think about what most families don't take the time to do, um, and that's protecting identity and okay. protecting your information. Um, there was something like 7% of smartphone users in 2011 that had their identity stolen. Wow. And I can't imagine the people that walk around with their phones being synced to their email and saving stuff in their contacts, and they don't have a code. That initial code, when you you know turn on your phone, you have to punch in a code to slide that screen over and have your phone work. Right. If you're running around without that code on your phone, you are you are a moron. I mean, you, it's not a matter of you know if you're going to lose a phone, it's win, and then your identity will be stolen typically. You know, they would now make uh, before you turn on your phone, you just hold it up to your face and it does facial recognition now. Gee, that's great. I mean, it's kind of scary on what that could do in movies for spy movies in the future. <laughs> my face, not the best looking face. And my phone usually goes, ew. Yeah, your Skype picture's a little odd. Your <laughs> Skype picture's really odd. <laughs> you want to play Danny Nanny Boo Boo? Let's, let's play who can have the worst Skype picture. Um, but, okay, so to start with this, it's like, you know, if you're trying to protect your information, and that's even just your family pictures and photos and things like that, have a removable backup hard drive that you keep in a fireproof safe. Do it, you know, every six months in your family because, you know, you're planning for worst case events. That's what you're trying to, when you're trying to protect your assets. And some of your biggest assets are your memories. I mean, I can't imagine if I lost all my kids' photos and everything else. That's really, really scary. So removable hard drive, fireproof safe for 99 bucks at Costco, okay? That's one thing you want to do. Disability insurance to protect your biggest asset, which is your ability to earn money. That's yep. the biggest one that every, every working family should have. Now, disability insurance can be expensive. So there's options like AFLAC that, Aflac that can provide some shorter-term, you know, income for injuries and things like that. So, so get something. Um, also, you got to check your credit once a year, minimum. You can go – you don't need to necessarily know your credit score if you're not going to buy anything, but check what's on your credit report. Annualcreditreport.com is the official site where you can go get your credit um, information from all three companies, Okay. And know and look through each of those reports and make sure that nobody's opened up in an account in your name that you don't know about. That's one of the biggest ones. So, and you can look at ID theft insurance. There's a bunch of different options out there. That if you go for that, though, make sure you go with an option that if your ID is, identity is stolen. And for America, it's not, again, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, right? So when it happens that they're going to go to bat for you and they're going to have somebody that does the legwork to fix your identity, fix the problem, versus just give you money to do it. Because the biggest part of it is, is the time off of work that it's going to take you to fix that if something happens. And typically what that implies is you know, going to your bank and showing them your credit and showing them that you didn't open it and faxing a message saying you swear you never did that. and It's a process. Yeah, it's a lot of legwork. A lot of legwork. Asset protection on the bigger level, um, you know, and if you own real estate, for example, uh, make sure you load up on the insurance for the properties. Right. And if you own a lot of properties and you um, need to do some estate planning and you're willing to have a little bit more of a complicated situation, um, if the properties especially are paid off, they should be in individual LLCs. Or you could do like a Delaware LLC where you can have one LLC that has different pockets so that if something happens and somebody inside one of your properties dies and it's your fault. They might be able to take over that asset, but they can't go into your other properties yeah. and take those over. Well, Rihanna just sent in an email, and Rihanna wants to know, what do you think about Umbrella, Ella, Ella, Ella? <laughs> That's good. I like that. What do you think about Umbrella? Umbrella Ella, insurance Ella. is, I mean, it's a must. If you have assets outside of your retirement accounts, 
that you're trying to protect, taxable accounts, things like that. Yeah, get umbrella insurance. Like 250 to 350 bucks a year. You know I can't get umbrella insurance, so you're like rubbing my nose on it. I'm considered a celebrity, and celebrities can't get it because we're more likely to be kidnapped and shot and killed. Yeah, but see, there's still brokers that could find it for you, Lloyd's of London or Chubb yeah. or something like that. You could still get it. And I'm kind of a target because people know that I talk money and that I'm in money. So you, you sit down next to me at a bar, and you're like, you know, maybe I could start a fight with this guy and sue him. Like, I, I've never been in a fight, yeah. but you know what I'm saying? I don't think you're going to get kidnapped. I mean, it takes like three people to lift you up into the van. <laughs> <laughs> you're just harsh. I don't think you're going to get kidnapped because people will think you're a 10th grader and not really a financial planner. <laughs> Good. I look young for my age. Thank you. You do look young for your age. Uh, you've, you've got that amazing gift. Anything else that we need to know? We need to wrap this up. Um, yeah. I mean, estate tax issues come into play in, in asset protection. So there's things like family LLCs that right now with gifting potential too, there's a lot of family planning that also will deal with asset protection and leaving money to your heirs the right way so their assets are protected. Okay. Keep in mind, I can lose weight, but ugly's forever. <laughs> you have an ugly heart, my friend. <laughs> it's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. So, I'm Rob Black. That's Chad Burton. You can find me at robblack.com. You can find me on Twitter, Rob Black Show. My handle is Rob Black Show. I've got a YouTube channel that I need more and more people to sign up for. I post my videos. I know you're saying you got videos. No, 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 don't, don't go there. I got videos. Um, I post my videos at YouTube under Rob Black Show. Um, taking a look at some of the stories that I'm developing, Amazon's starting Black Friday three weeks early. I can finish my Christmas shopping tomorrow. John Carter was proof that Disney needed Star Wars. J.C. Penney's is going to offer something that I think they, they're moving in the right direction. It's just not sticking yet. So uh, free haircuts for children. And now they're going to do free family photos. I think that's a genius idea. Um, other stories out there that I'm working on today. Ford, they're promoting a guy named Mark Fields, COO. He's going to succeed Alan Mulally down the road. Find me at robblack.com. USA.com. Instant World Report. One of the best. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome back in Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Typically, I start the day off heavily in business and then I kind of move towards some you know, personal finance issues. Anything you ever want to talk about, we can talk about, but you got to call the show. And what I mean that is, don't tweet me a question. Have some courage and actually call the show. If you tweet me a question, I might answer it on the Twitter or follow. But I'm not going to answer individual stock questions on the Twitter follow feed. It's just not going to happen. In large part, it takes a long time to look up information um, that is relevant and pertinent. And then you want to share that information, and when you're trying to type it, it's just not a good idea. Um, plus there's, you know, issues that we don't know each other. So I prefer you call so I can get a feel for who you are and then give you a good second opinion all while knowing, you know, be cautious on this kind of stuff. Um, investing's difficult. I got, had an email yesterday from a woman who is really aggressively, aggressively 
trying to buy tech companies that are growth oriented. And she's retirement tired, and she goes, "I got plenty of time." And you know, uh, I don't know. It's she, for instance, she bought Facebook, and she's down large on Facebook. And in her email, she said, "I'm going to wait for it to come back." And I think it's going to be a great company that makes me a lot of money. And she now wants to go buy a 3D printing company, which is great. I like the idea. I like the concept enormously. But what's down about all of this and why I'm negative, and again, I'm not bashing, is that why not spend more? If you're that convinced on Facebook, stay there. Because I think that's a lot safer of a play than going into 3D printing. But I'd say still wait till the insiders dump their shares enough. There's just too many insiders that have made money in Facebook, i.e. salmon, and they're swimming downstream right now. And you can't beat that. You can't possibly hope to win that battle. And in fact, it's going to end badly if you think you can. Confidence is a, just it's a killer on Wall Street. People get overconfident and people get underconfident. I don't know. Again, I'm not telling you what to do with your money. It's not my business. But what I will say is be cautious. So I'm going to check my Twitter feed right now, Rob Black Show. Twitter Rob Black Show. Um, not a lot going on there. A couple more people signed up, which is nice. I'll take it. But uh, not a lot going on there. Someone said they did a hashtag inspiration. They threw me on on that. And that's sweet. But hmm, not a lot going on. So let's talk about some of the other big stories of the day. You know, I think the big story of the day has to be employment numbers. Things tied towards jobs. September construction spending up six-tenths of a percent. There's going to be a lot of construction workers put to work rebuilding the East Coast. The consumer confidence came in at 72.2 reading. Expectations is about 72. That's okay. It's not crazy. This is very much so Goldilocksian economic piece of data. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. Third quarter unit labor costs down one-tenth of percent. Expectations for up 1.4%. That's positive for business. It's negative for you, the worker. Third quarter preliminary productivity up 1.9%. That's good. Once we start losing productivity, though, that's when companies go out and hire. It's good for business. It's bad for the individual. Weekly initial jobless claims came in at 363,000. Again, not good or bad. It's okay if we are creating jobs. It's very good, but we're not creating jobs. The fiscal cliff is looming, and where we are creating jobs are like construction jobs. That's nice, but better would be more service-oriented. Better would be less government jobs. So tomorrow we get employment numbers. That's going to be a big one. Wall Street will always look at that one. Take a look at the market numbers right now, seeing how we're doing for the day. We've got the Dow Jones Industrial Average up 172 points, up 1.3%. NASDAQ's up 1.3%, sitting at 41. The S&P 500 up 15 points, sitting up 1%. So we lost 2%. Last month, October, it was a bad month for the markets. Typically, it's one of the better months. It's got high volatility, but it's typically a good month. So after Halloween and through May, 
it's a good time to invest historically. It wasn't, you know, last year per se. So you kind of have to be a little bit cautious. Don't chase performance. Don't get greedy. Don't get fearful. Understand that you're going to be wrong sometimes, and that's really important. Talking money and me, Rob Black and your money. I'm going to be doing an event at the Menlo Grill Bistro and Bar. It's called Black Wednesdays. Slowly but surely, it's building a little momentum. I continue to want it to win and gain momentum. So if you get a chance to stop by for a little happy hour action, November 7th from 5 to 7. Um, some of the other hosts from KDOW show up. It was my idea as a way of getting in front of the listener, you know, people that have financial advice and people that want financial advice, kind of a little mixer. Um, so if you want to talk real estate, investing, money management, if you want to talk a little tech, show up. Five to seven Menlo Grill Park or Menlo Grill at the Stanford Park Hotel, 100 El Camino Real in Menlo Park. Five to seven next Wednesday. That's the seventh. So we'll have a lot to talk about, including who won the presidency. It's still exciting time. So some people are saying that Obama's pulled back ahead with the storms. So Romney has to bash him. And anytime you have that many people affected, bashing's probably not a good idea. Oh, what else do I need to tell you about as far as money goes? Um, next hour, you know, some of the stories that I'll be working on. For sure. Uh, I'm going to talk a little icon in Netflix. I'm going to talk gas lines, some plays off Hurricane Sandy, airlines, Ford, Amazon starting Black Wednesday tomorrow. Crazy, right? Find me at Twitter, Rob Black Show. My handle's Rob Black Show. Find me at YouTube, Rob Black Show. Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. I'm Rob Black, and you're listening to the Wall Street Business Network. Here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking money, investing, and much, much more. There's so much to talk about today. It's a fun day. I like today, days like today. In large part, there's a lot of news, a lot of it that you and I can use. There's a lot of it that we can dissect and take apart. Global trade slowdown appears to have ended. If you look at the exports coming out of South Korea, if you look at the United States, consumer confidence rises to the highest level in 2012. If you look at the different polls out there, some show you Obama winning, some show Romney winning. I think it's going to be a game-time decision on who shows up. John Carter was proof that Disney needed Star Wars. Stories like this, yesterday, us hearing that Star Wars 7 and probably 8 and 9 are going to be lined up, and why not 10 through 15, 15 through 20, 20 through 25? It is a very rich ecology um, of myth, so to speak. Uh, Pixar, Marvel... And now, you know, their next big off big off this hit gonna be Star Wars probably. The days of cute little comedies coming out of Disney may be over. 
you know, Turner and Hooch, I don't know who made that, but it's never going to make the $300 million, that, you know, the, the almost billions of dollars that the Avengers makes. So we'll talk stories like that. And again, like I said, I think there's enough good stories out there today that we should have plenty to talk about. If you want to drop me an email, rob at robblack.com, rob at robblack.com. If you want to drop me a tweet that you potentially want me to comment on, Rob Black Show. You can follow me on YouTube, Rob Black Show. I've got a Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black. Why do I hate Rob Black? Why is that what I do? I think it's funny. Got an email yesterday from a man who basically was chastising me for sometimes the way I present my content to single people. Sometimes I present my content to married people. Sometimes I present my content to people who are living together who aren't married. Sometimes I present my content to 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds. He kind of got mad at me because like, he wants something special. I know this show is not the end-all, be-all to everyone. I know that. There is no such show as that. You need to learn, in my opinion, to be cautious, to be patient, to not rush in, to not think that anyone's whispering to you, Secrets, because they're not. People make huge mistakes thinking that they've got some sort of inside tip or movement because Rob Black said, Rob Black said that Cook's doing a good job as CEO of Apple. He is. But he just also fired someone that was massively important to creating the mobile experience. And someone's going to suck him up. Will it be Google? Will it be Facebook? Facebook's got the money. I wouldn't doubt if they did. Unleash the talent, so to speak, is the thought here. Oh, what do we need to talk about as far as big stories go? When we talk the way we just did there, where Apple letting go one of their executives, it could be a plus for rivals. Who who needs a good consumer experience on mobile? I do. Maybe how about Amazon.com? Amazon.com is slowly but surely becoming very, very relevant in the world of mobile. How many of us shop with our mobile phones now? I do. Again, I'm not saying that I'm the end-all, be-all, final word, because I'm not. Anything that you want to talk about today, we can talk about. I highly suggest you get in touch. Like Ford, they're promoting Mark Fields, who was head of U.S. operations. U.S. operations have done great for Ford, promoting him CEO. Alan Mulally, he's helped put the pieces of the puzzle together. Alan Mulally can't fix Europe. But when Europe has a problem, he could say, you know what? I'm going to address some of the problems we have in Europe. Him staying on, it means that it hasn't been 100% successful. It has in Asia. Ford's going to benefit because China is basically in a cold war with Japan right now. 
Apple's going to benefit because Sony is too close to Japan. You know what's funny? I heard a, a line today. Who won, VHS or Betamax? I want you to answer that. Who won, VHS or Betamax? And the answer is they both lost. It just took longer for VHS to, to implode. Sharp doesn't look like they're going to be able to stay in business. So manufacturing in the United States expands at a faster pace in October. Did that summer swoon in economic data do the same thing that it did last year? And then we had a strong economic finish to the year. Are we being, you know, uh, jived? Are we being played here? It kind of feels like it. What else do we need to talk about? Tight presidential race may split decision across other races. That's true. Anyway. Hmm. Apple was criticized by UK judges for posting a notice on its website about a lawsuit with Samsung that was untrue and incorrect. So they need to remove some statements within 24 hours and replace it with a new notice acknowledging inaccurate comments. It's funny, this whole Apple-Samsung thing. IP property, intellectual property. You're going to see more and more lawsuits tied towards it. Other big stories out there today of note tied towards clearly employment. Challenger job cuts up 42%. Businesses are freaking out. And they're saying, you know, we may have to cut employees at the end of the year. They're up 12% year over year. They're down 70% from the prior month. Fiscal cliff needs to get... We need to do our austerity cuts over like 5, 10, 15 years. Not all at once. And I think right after the election, Congress needs to get to work on this. As an employer, I question whether I will hire employees based on next year might be a down year. If all these austerity measures hit, market's going lower. Market goes lower, why hire? Continuing claims rose to 3.2 million. Third quarter unit labor costs down one-tenth of a percent. Third quarter preliminary productivity up 1.9%. Confidence grew. Manufacturing grew in the United States. 51.7 ratings, not bad. It's not great. Thank you, Goldilocks. It's, it's okay. Construction spinning up. Big, big, big change is going to happen in the construction industry. I wish I knew how to swing a hammer really well. Now, I, I can do sheetrock. I, I can do some things in that manly world. But if I had a tool belt that was awesome, I've got a good tool belt, not a great tool belt. My butt would be on the way to uh, the Northeast right now because they're going to be hiring big time. We're going to talk Sandy winners and losers. I'm Rob Black. SP 500 up 15, NASDAQ up 41, Dow Jones up 172. Hey, Black and your money on AM 1220, KDOW, and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome in to Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing in more. What do you want to talk about today? We can talk about anything. Let's talk a little Hurricane Sandy as I wait for some ideas to flop in from you. Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. Rob at robblack.com. Again, anything I think is pretty fair game. 
Sandy has multiple elements. And we knew this was going to be a huge storm, and it became a huge storm. So what I don't want you to do right now is to chase that. What I do want you to do is to think about it. There was an opportunity for you on Friday of last week to load up on hurricane plays. And there are plenty of them from companies that uh, do generators, which I think is probably the most interesting. You know, one company makes a natural gas generator. That's huge. Now, thinking about this is tough. Ah, do you want to take advantage of a storm to be an investor? Some people find that kind of sick. Now, in the world of in the world of how do I go about this? Homes. There's a lot of Long Island homes that are cheap right now. There's a lot of homes in the Hamptons that are cheap. Billy Joel, classic American lyricist, pianist, pop singer, classical, he does it all. Hurricane Sandy kind of ruined him a little bit. You know, where there used to be a beach, there's now an eight-foot drop-off. His beach house in the Hamptons that he's been trying to sell for two years, no one's buying there's an enormous amount of erosion in the main dune. Road stops and you walk onto the sand usually. Now the road just stops and it's eight feet down. So he's had to lower his price already. He's currently asking $16.7 million. Him and his ex-wife bought the home in 2007. There's almost no chance he's going to break even on this. The Hamptons are crushed. Now's a good time to buy a house in the Hamptons if you got the money. I'm not sure, you know, again, if that's your game, to buy a house after a hurricane. But it's 9 o'clock on a Saturday, and the regular crowd shuffles in. There's an old man sitting next to me making love to his tonic and gin. Now's a good chance to get a home cheap in a hurricane area because a lot of damage has been done. People are freaked out, and even the piano man can't sell his home. Okay, so a lot of Greenwich mansions were crushed when Sandy swept through Connecticut. This is a big storm, and I know at times we don't get it because we live in the West Coast. I know we don't get it, and I, I get that. Some other ways to make money potentially off the disaster, if that's your game, again, I can't tell you how to invest, is to know that insurance may not cover all of Sandy's shutdowns. A lot of businesses are going to report bad numbers because unless they can show, you know, physical damage, just because you can't get to work doesn't mean you're going to collect insurance. Their business interruption insurance is not going to cover their losses. Business interruption insurance is a kind of coverage that's supposed to help companies that lose revenue due to any kind of unexpected shutdown. The bad news is that, you know, these policies only kick in when there's physical damage to the business. So a lot of insurance isn't going to pay out. If your home is paid off on beachfront property and it floods, you're screwed. Yeah, the federal government may give you some, but you're not going to get what you think you are.
Government tends to make you about 60% whole. That's what they did in Katrina. So I don't like paying off my house. For that one reason alone, that's a good one. Our infrastructure is not great. There's going to be a lot of cleaning up after Sandy. Superstorm Sandy. You're going to learn about companies that can, you know, rewire. So right now, as an investor, I would get on Google. Type in Sandy Investment Plays. See what comes up. You know, the first one that I see, let's, let's go to it. Give me just a second and I'll, I'll get there. Hurricane Sandy is battering the East Coast and residents of New York City. Super value is their first stock pick. Now, again, I'm not telling you to do this. Residents not forced to evacuate their homes have stocked up on essentials like food and water. No, that's not me. Priceline. Airlines have canceled almost 10,000 flights over the last few days in preparation of Hurricane Sandy. Online sites like Priceline and Orbitz and Expedia are going to be jammed with travelers looking to reschedule flights. That's interesting. Hertz. For those who can't be delayed by Mother Nature, people inside of New York City and New Jersey, they're going to go to Hertz, Avis, Thrifty. They're going to need a car. Home Depot, Lowe's. They might be the go-to investment players. I'd be cautious on that. Boyd Gaming. I just talked about generators. In large part, most Americans don't have generators. One of the big successes of Apple is most people didn't have smartphones. They jumped into that trend. You know, what comes up on generators? Hmm. This is kind of like, again, it, it... it feels creepy to talk like this. Like you're taking advantage of a disaster, but that's when you get the best prices, supply and demand. Demand for generators was on the upswing for sure, but now demand for generators is way on the upswing. People are going to have electricity in parts of New York for another five, six, seven days. Generac Holdings is the number one, GNRC. You know, how about home builders? Homes got knocked down. People are going to need to home, KB Homes, Lennar Homes, Toll Brothers, Whirlpool. Homes get knocked down. We need to put appliances back in the houses. You know, very less obvious would be the, the, the manufacturers, car manufacturers like GM and Ford. They both clearly, no one could get out and shop for a car right now. But the numbers that they, they, they showed, the, the leasing numbers, it's worth looking into. Insurance companies are going to get hit in the short term, but they're going to win in the long term. They'll raise their rates. Allstate, Chubb, Tower Group. Discretionary luxury like Macy's and Saks and Tiffany is not going to do well because people are going to have a hit to their pocketbook. Anyway, I gave you some ideas, and I just showed you that you know estimates for the damage are huge. And as an investor, you decide if you want to take advantage of negativity or, or not. I think the smartest one in that group is the generator because before the hurricane, there was weakness. There, there wasn't weakness. There was just low numbers to build off of. And that's easier to go from one to two. Two to four, four to eight, eight to 16. Like, that's when it starts getting tougher. Love large numbers. Find me online, Rob Black Show. On Twitter and YouTube, Rob Black Show.
800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Bruce Springsteen's going to play a Sandy Telethon. The Boss and Bon Jovi. Billy Joel. Boss and Bon Jovi. Clearly tied into Jersey. Billy Joel clearly tied towards Long Island. Also going to be there. Sting, Christina Aguilar. Brian Williams. Who often will talk fondly of his childhood on the Jersey Shore. It's going to benefit the American Red Cross. It's going to be shown on NBC. As well as its cable stations. Bravo. CNBC. USA. MSNBC, E-Style Networks, G4. Hmm. Money collector is going to go straight to the Red Cross. If you want to make a donation to the Red Cross, you can text 90999-90999 or call 800-RED-CROSS and then throw in a $10 donation. Um, this is a disaster that didn't kill a lot of people but changed a lot of people's lives. Thus, again, showing you that bad things happen to good people. Um, you know, I was talking a little bit earlier in the show that there's winners and losers. China and Japan have had, you know, just a dispute, you know, over a few small islands in the East China Seas, and it's wreaking havoc on the Japanese automakers. The Chinese in a Cold War will say, you know what, we're not buying your stuff. And there's more of us than there are of you. Toyota, Honda, Nissan, they've all had negative impacts. It's a consumer boycott. Japan's auto industry is the pearl in the crown of the nation's economy. China's not going to rule out the possibility of continuing to squeeze Japanese companies in order to hit the Japanese economy. Protests in China broke out in September after Japan announced it was buying what it calls the Senkaku Islands from private owners. China and North Korea are the only two nations where you're raised to show you have no value. Well, the only two nations I can think of off the cuff. And that your government is the shining government that, that shall lead you to prosperity, that shall lead you through good times. They work incredibly effectively at that. So this is a, a battle that I'm not going to get in on. I'll tell you who the winner would be, Ford and GM. Because there's not that many car makers in the world. So one of the announcements this morning was that Ford announced a new head of Lincoln because Lincoln's considered a luxury car, which... I use that term very, very loosely. Um, but you get the point. Excuse me. Got a half cough button. <coughs> well, that was nice. And you're saying, where did that come from? I don't know. Some other big stories in the news today. And this is a big story kind of day. Um, initial jobless claims decreased by 9,000 to 363,000, which is. It's an improving trajectory. We're definitely getting fewer firings, but hirings are picking up very, very gradually. It's going to be a big story next year. You know, the employment next year, because this year was okay. Manufacturing in the United States expands at a faster pace than expected. Again, telling you, whether you believe it or not, now is not the time to get out of the stock market unless you see a fiscal cliff austerity measures kicking in 100%. And whichever president lets that happen, or whichever Congress lets that happen, they're going to get voted out. 
in two years. Hmm. What else do we have? Tight presidential race is making a split decision very possible. I know you know this, that Republicans have things that do support the economy, as do Democrats. Democrats are considered to be more government spending into economies in perception, maybe in reality as well. Republicans tend to be seen as cutting taxes for businesses and helping small businesses. Which, again, perception and reality, I'm not getting in that battle. There's no way. I'm not going all political on you. But being that it's too close, a lot of money is going to you know, change as we get closer to the election or post-election. You know, companies like Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac used to do really, really well when they were publicly traded if a Democrat won. So stocks are advancing today. It's nice to see. JDA software is going private. They hope to come back public. Restoration hardware, they're coming public after they went private six, seven years ago. Angels are trading Santana to the Royals for minor leaguers. Saved $13 million. So Evan Irvin Santana is being traded to Kansas City for minor leaguer Brandon Sisk. Professional sports are crazy. Let's go to a caller. 800 516 1220. It's 800 516 1220. Chuck, how are you? Hey, how are you doing? Doing well. Okay. Uh, am I on the air? You are. Oh, okay. Uh, we're just a small company in uh, in uh, Martinez, and it's California Diesel and Power. And we had just sent uh, approximately 60 to 70 generators. Uh, back east on uh, semi flatbeds uh, to uh, help with the, uh, you know, with the um, uh, catastrophe of sand uh, sandy back there. So I just thought I'd call and let you know that we're a small company that uh, is trying to uh, help for back there, and even though we're out here on the west coast. I like that, Chuck. Thanks for the call. I always thought I was big in Martinez. Now I know for sure. To get an antidote on the air, similar to that, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Cigna, the fourth biggest U.S. health insurer by market value, raised its 2012 forecast and said profit more than doubled after an acquisition boosted revenue from government-backed Medicare plans. Income jumped to $466 million. That would certainly be considered an Obama play. CEO David Cordani, he bought HealthSpring for $3.8 billion a year ago, expanding Cigna's business and Medicare plans for the elderly. Aetna, WellPoint. These insurers are all preparing for slimmer profit margins in private sector plans under President Barack Obama's health care overhaul, but they've responded smartly. United Healthcare, United Health Group, biggest insurer by market value. Aetna is the third biggest. Cygnus the second. Four, I'm sorry, Cygnus the fourth. So who's second? Do I have that? I don't have that in front of me. Um, with that said, a lot of people thought the Cygnus of the world were going to flop. A lot of people thought that with Obamacare, that the healthcare industry, you know, certain parts would just go out of it, like private hospitals, public hospitals, would just go to nothing. 
you can't get caught up in that kind of thinking. I mean, you can't even want to, but that's not the way I play. It's not the way I play that game. For those of you older than 30, homie, don't play that game. For those of you older than 40, you don't understand what I'm talking about. But since Obamacare became a reality, um, Cigna's gone from 10 to 55, 54. What do you think? What do you think? Has it done well? From 10 to 54? Yeah, I think it did well. I think it did nicely. Consumer comfort in the United States held a six-month high. When we're comfortable, we buy things. When you get cheaper gas, you get a housing recovery that's stabilizing home prices, you get an equity market that's up 10-plus percent for the year, and you're like, you know what? I feel pretty good. We're pleased. I like what I see. So we open up the pocketbook a little bit. That's a good thing. When we're confident and comfortable, um, we buy things. When we buy things, economies tend to do pretty well. So moving the markets today, let's take a quick look at the market numbers, see where we are. For the Dow Jones Industrial Average, we are up 144. That's nice. We had a big move in the first two hours of trading. NASDAQ's up 39. So it's up 1.3%. S&P 500, up 14 points, up 1%. To get your calls in there, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Gas lines in New Jersey stretch for miles. The refineries in the United States, we have a problem with. We have a big problem with our refineries in the United States. We don't really want to build them in our backyard. It's fine as long as you put it in stock, then do whatever you want. And then you have to get the fuel to stock and get the fuel back to me in my hometown. One of the stories that I did in the first hour of the show, I think, is worth repeating. Ugg boots. They are owned by Decker Outdoor, and Decker Outdoor just resulted reported profits have dropped 31%. You know, they're the boots with the lamb, sheep, lining, furry-looking stuff. They're going to have to slash prices, draw more interest. People aren't, don't care about them anymore. It was a very hot trend, I want to say, like 20 years ago, it feels like. And it stayed around. The boots now are seen to be worn by sloppy women. Women with sweatpants. They're, they're comfortable. So the image of the Ugg boots, which once were cutting edge, you'd wear them out, has really taken a hit. So to be more relevant, Ugg has started advertising in more chic magazines. To say, like, hey, we're Vogue. They had, you know, a creative director from Vogue, Andre Leon Talley. We advertise in your magazine. You come out and endorse our boots. They've hired Tom Brady as a spokesmodel to try to get men in their stores. That's worked. It's the women who are abandoning it. Ugg sales might not just work due to weather, but they may, you know, indicate as well, like, they've just fallen out. A favor. Fashion's tough to invest in. It's brutal. Find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Follow me on Twitter, Rob Black Show. Follow me at YouTube, Rob Black Show. We'll take a break here. Be right back to wrap up the hour. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. This area update is brought to you by Garmin. We're headed back out towards Orinda, where an accident has the left lane blocked by emergency. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money 
on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in, Rob Black. And your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Amazon's opened up Black Friday three weeks before Black Friday. That's about, again, as aggressive as you can be. I'm going to be done with my Christmas shopping on Friday. I'm going to go and get all my daily deals on Black Friday, get all the shopping sent out. Listen to some of the stuff they're offering. Panasonic 50-inch TV. Samsung Series 9 Premium Ultrabook. Xbox 360 250 gigabyte Connect. 40% off select Alex toys. 60% off children's books. 60% off seasons one, seasons two of Walking Dead. So that's kind of where we are. It's November, and it's time to get inundated with sales. Just to show you how much I love you. The building that I'm at right now just had a fire alarm. And I didn't leave the building. So it's going to make for some good uh, history, storytelling. He died on the microphone. That's how much I care about you. I would die on the microphone for you. I know you're saying, is that a reference to? No, it's not a reference to. But I do like the fact that uh, Amazon's starting their deals soon. Because that's perfect for me. I can finish my holiday shopping immediately. And I am one of those guys who like a deal. You know, today is a great day to go out and get Halloween costumes, right? Today is a great day to go out and get candy for next year. Kids won't know. Oh, and for the record, kids who are trick-or-treating over the age of 12, you're punks. Stop it. You go out like gangs. You got like packs of feral animals. Stop trick-or-treating after 12. Parents of kids who are trick-or-treating after 12, stop it. Kids who don't wear costumes, stop it. I know you're saying, what was the cutest costume you saw last night? Hmm. Oh, I know. It was um, some kids did some paper mache, and this was really, a, I think, a bright, bright set of kids. They did paper mache heads of Linus and Lucy from uh, Charlie Brown. Like, they did look like they had paper mache heads, right? I thought that was very creative. I reward creativity. I'm like, take three fistfuls of whatever you want. So I don't do, uh, how shall we say, the, the weak, the ghetto, bite-sized candy. No, 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 no. You get full-size candy at my home. Anyhow, and anyway. <laughs> One more time. Um, that's Jim Cramer. What do you say, what are you saying, Jim? Mungalite candy. Ah, I like candy too, Jim. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. 800-5... Actually, I don't like candy. Someone recently said of me, they go, you don't snack, do you? I don't like snack foods. From housing starts to home prices, renowned economist Robert Schiller. He's acknowledged there's a lot of positive signs in housing, but he said housing could take 50 years to recovery. He says if it goes up 3% a year, that means in real terms, housing's just flat. Because of infl- when you adjust any housing dollar towards inflation. That's what a lot of people don't get. If your house goes up 4% and inflation averages 3%, your house didn't really go up 4%. In fact, anything you've paid off goes down 3% every year based on inflation. 
A lot of people don't get that simple, simple concept. Fifty years ago, hardly anyone thought of houses as investments. Now people are focused on it like never before. The investing culture has changed things. You know, the housing bubble was a once-in-a-lifetime thing. No. The stock market's a much better way to go for long-term capital appreciation. Much better. Historically, if you bought a home 40 years ago, you'd be up well over 300% in the stock market, S&P 500, Dow Jones Industrial Average, versus your home. 50 years ago, people looked at housing as a liability. The word mortgage has the word debt in it. Or, I'm sorry, the word mortgage has the word death in it, M-O-R-T. It became nationwide. It became pervasive. Any townhouse to me is not an investment unless it's in a luxury area like Hawaii. It's a liability. Housing market's not supposed to be correlated all over the country. And a couple of years ago, people were like, I'm going to buy a house in Stockton. You know what? You're never going to make your money back there. And even if you do, you're going to be so crushed by inflation during that period of time that it's not going to be worth it. I own a home, and I expect to lose money on my home. I know that. It doesn't mean I'm stupid. It means that I'm wealthy, and I've got a little bit of money that I don't mind underperforming in. Stocks historically outpace bonds, 10% to 6%. Bonds historically outpace housing. Housing typically about 4 to 5%. Anyway, importance of buying a home near a hospital, near a college, near jobs is critical. I would not buy unless I'm close to one of those three, and all three of those are even better. To get your calls on the air tomorrow, call the show 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. You can follow me on Twitter, Rob Black Show. Rob Black Show is my handle on Twitter. Rob Black Show is my handle on YouTube. You can subscribe to it. It's free. Job cuts were more aggressive than we want year over year. We're going to get unemployment, or we're going to get jobs numbers tomorrow. We get unemployment claims today, which were good. Not great, not bad. 363,000. That's an atmosphere conducive of adding, of lowering unemployment. But we're not creating enough jobs in the fiscal cliff. It's got companies more ready to fire than to hire. It's good to see the markets trading like they are. Don't get too caught up. Don't get too emotional. Don't get too greedy. Diversify your portfolio. Go for the long term. Be smart. Be well. Be wise. Be a lover. Do not be a speculator. It's Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Find me on Twitter, Rob Black Show. Find me on YouTube, Rob Black Show. Find me on Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black. We'll take a break here. We'll come back tomorrow and talk money, money, money with me, Rob Black, on the Wall Street Business Network. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.